Hi, I'm Olaomi Brigway, and I began to experience all-round supernatural success in my life when I finally accepted that no matter how hard a person works, they will never rise above their level of thinking. Are you looking for transformation from the inside out? Then join me on the Super Abundant Life podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Super Abundant Life podcast, where we tackle real issues by examining the lives of real people and extracting real life solutions that are rooted in the wisdom of God. This is your host, Olaomi Brigway. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you here. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. If this is your first time of listening to the podcast, I'd like to introduce myself. And if it's not your first time, let me reintroduce myself to you. My name is Olaomi Brigway and putting it quite simply, I'm a life coach. The biggest passion of my life for as long as I can remember, even as a baby Christian, has always been to see Christians enter so effortlessly access and enjoy our inheritance in Christ, meaning the things that God has freely given us in Christ. And it spans all dimensions of life from peace of mind, from having joy, even in the midst of trials, even when we're going through tough situations, we should still be enveloped with that comfort of his love, having that connection, that sense of fulfillment, knowing who you belong to, whose you are, and, you know, looking to the external things as well, experiencing prosperity in our health, in our finances, in our relationships, in the works of our hands, fulfilling purpose. These are things are much more that God has freely given us in Christ. And the passion of my life, what literally gets me out of bed every morning is seeing us walk in it, you know? So I do a lot of teaching along those lines. I encourage, I inspire, and I also train because bear in mind, these things are not automatic. So I I do this. I help people enter into their inheritance, into what God has given mainly in two ways, by teaching and inspiring you to grow in your intimacy with the Holy Spirit, to have that connection with him. As I said earlier, even when we're going through challenges, when you know, when you are connected, when you have that sense of belonging and connection to the Holy Spirit, honestly, it's fine. You can go through, you can walk through the fire and you know that God is with you and you, you're not living in fear. You actually have peace and you have joy. And the second way that I do that is helping you identify the internal barriers. So the things that are actually holding you by so to identify and to overcome them by the word. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You can't enjoy life that you have not yet seen in your heart. The same way anything that is rooted in your heart will effortlessly reproduce itself in your experience. It's a law. It's a law that cannot be broken. And that brings me to what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. And I've essentially titled it, How to Progress from God Said to Full Manifestation. Essentially, I'm saying, how do you translate God's promises 
into a physical or tangible manifestation to go from the point where you know God has given you a word. He has shown you, he has probably confirmed it to you over and over again, but then it's been a while. It may have been months. It may even have been years. And you look around you and you're thinking, where is the manifestation of this thing? Why am I not enjoying what I know God has given me? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I, you know, from talking to a lot of people, interacting with people, um, clients, friends, family, and also from my own experiences as a Christian, I've realized, or I've come to discover that this is one thing that many of us, if not all of us struggle with at one point or the other. Okay. These are questions that we tend to ask. Because the Bible teaches us and it says that God is not slack. He's not slow concerning his promises. That's what the Bible says. So if he's not slow, then what is going on? Um, I've received the word. I've rejoiced over it. I've prayed it. Um, people have come to me to confirm it, but it looks like it's just not happening. So what I want to do today is to take us through the stages, what I, I, what I call the stages of transformation or the stages of change from what God has told you to actually seeing your physical environment, your situation change to align with that word. There are things in between. So it's not automatic for God to show you something or to, or for you to have a desire, which is the starting point. So desire does not automatically translate into you enjoying the manifestation of it neither i should tell you this does god um, opening your eyes or giving you a scripture so giving you a scripture is your assurance from god that he wants you to have it this is his will for you and so on but as you will know okay uh, that does not automatically translate into you actually physically enjoying that promise in your life. So I've called it the stages of transformation and that's what we're going to be studying today because my aim in today's podcast is to bring awareness because sometimes when we're not aware that there are stages, you might think, oh, God gives me a word, then bam, it happens. Not knowing that there's certain things that happen in between that you need to engage with, all right? and not put 100% responsibility on God, but you need to actively engage with it for there to be manifestation. And also understanding what is required of you during those stages. So I want to bring an awareness of these things so that the next time, or even now, if there's a situation whereby you know God has said, but you still are not seeing the manifestation, I hope to do two things by bringing the, the awareness. Number one, to give you peace of mind, to know that, okay, this is the stage that I'm at currently. This is now what I need to go and do in order to get my manifestation. Okay, so bringing that peace of mind as, okay, fine. It's not like this is not going to happen. It will happen. I just, you know, I've been able to locate myself as to where I am in the stage of transformation. The other thing that I wanted to bring to you is to have myths dispelled and lies, things that we may, may we may have heard that have caused us to literally stay stuck and not be able to move forward in the things that God has for us. So as we go into our book of wisdom today, which is the Bible, I'm going to be taking you through 
um, the stages of transformation by looking at a story in the Bible as we tend to do. Okay, so are you ready? My text today is taken from Matthew 16 and it's a very popular text. Once I begin to read it, you will know what I mean. But um, I, I always try to look at things deeper and from several different perspectives. So I want you to have an open mind as I show you, as we dig in and then we unveil what these stages of transformation are. So Matthew 16 from verse 13, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. It now says that when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? Right? Um, 14 says, well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Now you read that and you think, oh, well, they were, you know, Jesus was asking them, who do, who do people think I am? Now I want to liken this because everything you read in the Bible is an example. It's like, you know, an allegory. So you can, you can compare it to your own situation. And that is what we're literally supposed to do with the Bible, not just read it as stories and move on. So what I want to liken it to now to bring it into our space and to make it relevant to us is this is the point of confusion where, you know, you have a desire, but you don't even know where to start where, you know, maybe there's a crisis. You look at maybe your finances and you think, oh, this, this is not working. You know, um, it's not working. Or you look at your career and you think I, you know, I've been out of work for a while. What's going on? So that is the place where you're beginning to ask questions. Now notice, I think it's quite significant that Jesus started off by saying, what are people's opinions in this matter? So that is talking about the stage where a lot of us actually begin. We ask the people around us, we ask for opinions. We try and find out the way it should be done using our brain, using our intelligence, etc. So what do I mean by that? Somebody feels, okay, I want to get a new job or I've been out of work or I want a promotion or I have this issue in my health and I, I, I want to move forward. Usually, <laughs> What we tend to do as Christians, or not as Christians, just as people generally, is you begin to research, you begin to, you know, ask the people around you, what are people saying? What's the trend? Um, if I'm feeling, if I'm seeing the symptoms in my body, um, okay, so what does that mean? You may, you know, you may go to the GP or your your doctor and or ask friends or Google on the internet. So the first way that we tend to want to solve the problems in our lives is by interacting with the wisdom of people, the wisdom of the world, human intelligence. Okay. Human intelligence. So they were, they were saying some, Oh, some said you're John the Baptist. Some said you are Elijah. Some said you are Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Now notice that they were not, it's not like they, they didn't say, oh, some said you're Satan. Some said you're, um, some, I don't know, some <laughs> random person. They were actually quite close. The first point I want to bring out is they were quite close. So it's, it appears to be the solution, but as we all know, none of these things were actually correct because they are not getting any of this from God. 
the solution to any challenge you're facing first and foremost lies with God. We waste time, we expend energy, we run around. So we, we have the desire, we start with a desire to overcome that situation, to enter into abundance in that situation, whatever it might be. I'm experiencing trouble in my marriage. And the first thing I'm doing is running around and saying, okay, what can I do? How are people, you know, taking it to different people and asking for their opinion. Jesus, I believe started here on purpose for us to be able to extract this wisdom from this story. So he said, who do people say that the son of man is? What are people's opinions in this matter? And they, they were, you know, they, they were off. They were wrong, clearly. But it also sort of, it, they were close enough for it to seem like the right thing to do or the right answer, but it was completely wrong at the same time. Do you understand what I mean? So you might go to someone and ask them for advice and the advice is not something that way off. It actually sounds logical. It sounds good. It sounds reasonable, right? But it's not the solution for you because it didn't come from the spirit. Remember, whatever God will have you experience, it has to originate with him. What I'm trying to say is, all right, so this is the stage one. This is the beginning stages of transformation where a lot of times this is where we begin. We begin to search. <laughs> we begin to search for answers outside of God. We ask people, we do research and all of that. And a lot of times we take what we've, what we've, what we've um, found out and we begin to run with it. And that's where frustration comes in. You try this, doesn't work. Then you go and try that. And then somebody comes and says, oh, why don't you do that? And then you go and do it again. Oh, why don't you do that? And as you, the more you do it, and it's a very dangerous place to be in because the Bible says that hope that continues to be deferred, that keeps putting, you know, that you keep putting forward, putting out there and doesn't get fulfilled, makes a heart sick. So disappointment comes in and say, I've tried all these things. It's not working. And you, it's, it's, you get to a place where you're almost hopeless about that situation. It's not a good place to be in, but that tends to be where we begin. So who do men say that I am looking around and trying to get answers from people, from the world system? from the world system. Okay. Now the second stage, the second stage, and hopefully by God's grace, <laughs> we should, what I'm teaching today. And I, I, <laughs> I learned this, I've learned it and I'm learning it, you know, um, in my life. So over a period of years now, probably 15, 16, 17, 18 years that I've been working with the Holy Spirit one of the things that he has really, really drummed into me is make me your first pot of call. I don't always get it right there. Even till today, something happens and I feel like I need to change something. And I immediately, my mind kicks in. All right. Who, who, who can I ask, uh, et cetera. And then he, <laughs> I come back to my senses. I'm like, Oh gosh, I haven't even taken this thing to God. I haven't even asked him what he has to say about this. And Thank God I always find my way quite quickly back to that place. So that's stage one that I've just described. Um, if you can, please skip it. <laughs> but if you find yourself there, don't allow that hopelessness to keep you there, to keep you there. God has an answer. 
he has an answer before that desire even came into your heart before you thought oh i need to do something about this god had already prepared a solution so he knows exactly how it will turn out he knows exactly what you ought to do and the path he has already created the path to take you to that inheritance before the situation even happened so he's not taken by surprise he's not thinking oh okay how did this happen and what how we how do we get all me out of this no he already knew about it he created a path to get you there so Try as much as possible to skip that first stage where you are interacting and engaging and leaning on the arm of flesh, as the Bible puts it on the, on your own understanding, working from the brain, right? Rather than human intelligence, rather than going to the spirit. So let me keep reading. And now it says, then, then stage two, then he asks them, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? That the first stage, everything was external. Rush, you know, going to people, Googling, um, asking for people's opinions. Everything is from the outside in. That's the difference. Everything is from the outside in. So in this one, this next stage, Jesus asked them, but who do you say that I am? He's basically saying, hold on, stop. All right. It's not about what people are saying. Because as you can see, none of those things were correct. They were way off. They were wrong. But close enough to be deceptive. For people to say, oh yeah, he could be John the Baptist. I can see how he could be John the Baptist. And then end up being deceived. And you know, going down the wrong path. He says, who do you? Meaning you have to now look inward. The solution is inside you. The solution is inside you. Anything you want to achieve, right? Okay. Some might say, okay, does that mean you never interact with people? That is coming. Okay. Where you begin to interact with the outside world, you don't start there. It is coming later on in one of the stages I'm going to talk about, but it certainly is not the starting point. You don't start with the outside by taking advice from people and anyone, I should say this here, you know, so I, 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 do, I, I run a coaching program, um, called gems. And the first, the, the core of that program is positioning people in a place where the Holy spirit himself, himself will show them, bring them clarity, show them what he has. And he's literally the one that is doing the work, the Holy spirit. So Anything you might do is to position you in that place where you are connected to God's mind regarding that situation. So Jesus said, no, stop looking on the outside. Stop running um, based on information that is coming from the outside in. Who do you say that I am? So looking word. So looking word. And that is, you know, to put it more plainly, the second stage is about where you literally in humility go to God, go to God. I, I always, you know, quote this all the time. Solomon was made King. His father, David was a powerful, notable King, right? What, you know, the best King, definitely better than Saul that they had known. He reigned with might. He never lost a battle. He was well-respected and he had advisors. Solomon very easily could have said, I'm now king. 
I have this huge challenge ahead of me. So I'm going to gather all of my father's advisors that helped him, the mighty men of, of, of David. I'm going to gather all of them together and help, you know, let them teach me what I should do. But for somehow God gave him that wisdom to know that, no, 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 you don't start there. You start with me and then I will bring in the resources, including the people, the advice that will help you move forward. So he said to God, I am as a child. I don't know how to go out or how to come in. Meaning if you don't tell me what to do, I'm toast. That's basically what Solomon did. He said, give me wisdom. So he humbled himself as a child. So even though this is stage two in terms of chronicling, how we tend to do things, but try and make this your stage one where you go to God and you humble yourself and you pray Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, Colossians 1, 9 to 12. There's so many scriptures like that, that you can pray and you literally go to God and, and don't move. I know, you know, your flesh might be like, do something, do something. The pressure might be mounting. If you need to shut everything out, take one or two days off and just go deep into it with prayer and fasting and saying, I need you to show me what you are saying and what your mind is regarding this situation. It honestly is the only way to start. It's the only way to start. So praying, give me father, the spirit of wisdom and revelation regarding this situation. What is on your mind? And it is at that point where he opens up the scriptures to you. Now, let me keep going because I'm going to go even deeper about what happens at that stage. He now said, Simon Peter. So after God, after Jesus said, who do you say that I am? So go into your spirit. Let your spirit connect. The Bible says that the spirit of man is the candle of God. So it's your spirit that searches the things of the spirit. You cannot do it with your brain. You can't do it from the outside in. All right. You have to go into the spirit, praying and meditating and saying, Father, show me, give me a scripture, lead me to a word, open up the scriptures to me. It was when he asked that question, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Can you see the revelation of Christ, of Jesus as Christ, son of the living God, could not jesus was saying you can't get it from human beings you can't get it from flesh and blood as king james says it you can't get it from your brain you can't get it from googling saying okay uh what are the the symptoms what do they mean and how do you treat it if you're looking for god's solution yes you can get some kind of solution but if you're looking for the eternal one that is not temporary that is not fleeting right? That will release the inheritance of God and his abundance into your life in that area. The only way you can get that thing, that revelation is from asking God. It can only come by the Holy Spirit opening up your eyes, opening up your eyes. So he said, flesh and blood, no human being revealed this to you. It only came from the father. It only came from the father. Now here's where it gets interesting. I just mentioned this, but let me expound on this based on what Jesus said. Verse 18 says, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, 
I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. I will give you the keys of heaven, of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth, you will be, will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Okay. <laughs> Remember, all of this is stage two. The reason why you want to begin with stage two or find your way there very quickly, where you go into the spirit to access the wisdom of God, where he gives you the scriptures, his word regarding that situation is this. It is upon that rock of revelation that he will build whatever it is he wants to build. God is not going to, you know, you're not going to build something, go and research and say, God, come and bless it. It doesn't work like that. He would only build based on what he has told you, based on the foundation on that word, the scriptures that he has given you. Do you understand what I mean? So he says upon that rock. And that is the only one he says that Satan, the gate of hell, will not be able to conquer. So it is that word that guarantees the answer. Jesus in another place was talking about how those who hear my sayings and do it and move forward with what I've said, that they're, they're like a man who builds his house on what? On the rock. When the storms come, it is only when you build upon the rock of what he shows you, his own wisdom, the way he wants it to be done, that nothing will be able to destroy it. You will stand and you will see it all the way through to the end. But if you build it on your own intelligence, on asking for people's opinions and so on, it is like building on sand. The first wave of pressure that comes, that thing's going to crumble. So it's fleeting. You might get a measure of result, but it will never last. It will never last. The second thing I want us to see here is it says that revelation is like a key that opens up, that opens up on this earth, whatever, what, what has already been given in heaven. So it's like, I give you the keys of the kingdom. What you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. What you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Meaning it is, I should begin to pray and declare the word that he has given you that things begin to open up for you. So you, I cannot overemphasize the importance of this stage. You must go to God. Ideal situation start by going to God. But in reality, a lot of us tend to run now first, ask people's opinion. What should I do? What should I do your CV this way? All of those things may come later, but don't start there. So Jesus is saying that rock of revelation is literally what the only thing that can guarantee you entering into that inheritance. Okay. So that's the second stage and it's quite interesting that he now followed up re, still on the second stage he said then he sternly warned the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the messiah he was basically saying don't go and now start sharing that revelation with everyone that is so important god shows you something and he says um this is what i want to do regarding this job that you want or this career that you want to progress in or regarding your marriage and the first thing we want to do is to go and start sharing it and say this is what god is doing this is what the word god gave me uh, da, da, da. when you do that literally you are inviting affliction because the Bible says that affliction, when talking about the parable of a sower, that affliction came because of the word. 
For the sake of the word, of the seed, affliction came. So you don't want to expose that seed before it's ready. And I talked about this actually in, um, I believe, episode 22 of the podcast, uh, talking about how don't go and share things until that seed has taken root in your own heart. So it is not a time to go and start making it public. Oh, God has shown me that I'm going to build this awesome business that is going to take over the world. Da, 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 da. You got, And people hear it and like, ah, from where to where? Nobody, you know, all this, the people that have tried these things, it never works. And before you're even out of the gate, they've slammed you with one heavy blow and you've collapsed. So he said, don't share it. That revelation is for you for now. When it's time for it to be made manifest, the Holy Spirit will direct you. So that is what is happening in stage two. All right. And as I've said, hopefully stage one. You stay there until you hear. And God is more willing to reveal these things to us than we are to receive them. So he's not going to, he doesn't need to take 40 days of fear and fasting for you to get a revelation from God regarding the situation that you're facing. It just, it requires stillness. You have to quieten your mind. Your mind will be going, do something, do something, do something. Go, you know, this is foolish. This is foolish. How can you just be still? You know, it's counterintuitive. But you have to be still, take the time out. If you need to lock yourself away, go somewhere, spend a few hours, a day or two, so that you can be still in his presence, worshiping him, praying those prayers, Ephesians 1 and so on, and literally meditating, reading the scriptures. And in that time, he will bring something to your to your, to your um, awareness. This, this portion of scripture will jump up you know, at you, he might just literally come up as you remember the scripture and then you go and look it up or you are reading the Bible and something just jumps out at you. You need that foundation to begin with because it is upon that rock of revelation that Jesus can build anything. He's not going to build on anything else apart from that word. So you can't keep it. Okay. So it now goes on. Now, a lot of us, I know I've spent quite a bit of time on this, on this, on stage two, because I needed to re-emphasize it. But to be honest with you, a lot of us, particularly like Pentecostal and so on, we're quite good with getting that word from God. So you know what God has said. He has confirmed it to you over and over again. Uh, he has asked people to tell you or whatever it is. You're in church listening to the message and pastor confirms it again. He has shown you in the Bible. You have the scriptures. But you're now thinking, okay, I know that 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 this is what God is you know, he's saying. But where is the manifestation? So basically what we are trying to do is to go from stage two to manifestation, where there's actually, there's actually two other stages that you need to be mindful of before manifestation comes. And I want to go through that now from verse 21, Jesus said from then on, now this probably is, I was going to say the most important, but they're all important. But this is just as important. The stage three that I'm about to teach about is just as important as you getting a word from God. Okay. It says from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly, 
plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem, that he will suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, that he would be of the religious law, pardon me, that he would be killed, but on the third day he will be raised from the dead. Now, this is where most of us miss it. And I'm not saying that in a sort of pointing fingers, judgmental kind of way. I'm saying it because I've experienced it so many times. You have received the word and then you literally, let me take something, um, fairly common. So, uh, some, you know, there's, there's a sickness in someone's body and, um, say by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Let's say that's the word that God has opened your eyes to see, but I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed. But the thing is by the stress on jesus i'm healed there is no instruction in by the stripes of jesus i'm healed it's a promise it is god's mind towards you he's promised you that you are healed but you look at your body and it's full of symptoms you look at what god is saying is going to happen and it is as far away from it as you can imagine as you can see with your eyes okay the next stage is where God literally will now begin to download the instructions and will begin to attract what you need to do, right? To bring the manifestation. Do you, do you understand what I mean? So it says Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly. So he, he wasn't coding things anymore. He didn't just say you are the Messiah. What does that mean in practical terms for him to be the Messiah? Do you understand what I mean? For him to be the Messiah and the son of living God. What did that mean in the context of reality for those disciples? So he began to show them the actual events. He, be, he began to interpret, that's the right word, the actual events that, you know, that um, for, it to, for him to be the son of God. I hope, I hope you understand what I'm saying. So he told them things like, listen, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be killed. I um, There's going to be re- resistance on the third day that I'm going to rise again. And that's what it means to be the son of God. This is what I've come to do. So in plain terms, in plain terms, from then on. So what God, God actually taught me this a few years ago. He, he opened the scripture to me and he taught me this principle a few years ago. And he said, you get the word from me. God was speaking to me now and said, you get the word and you just get up and say, I, you know, yes, I believe God, God is going to do this. He has given me the word. I know what he's going to do in my, you know, in my finances or in my marriage or in whatever it is. And you get on and you're like, it's done. It's done. God is done. I thank you for it. But he said, the next thing you should then do, because that word shows you my will for you, what I want to do. The next thing you will now do is to sit down with me and let me give you the specific events, specific instructions that you need to engage with in order to see the manifestation of that thing. If you receive the word and you just move on and you carry on and you don't give attention to that word, sitting with the Holy Spirit, right? And allowing him to illuminate your mind with the ideas that you need, that word, you will carry it around forever and you will not see the manifestation. So what do I mean? Someone is looking for a job. Okay. God has shown you in the scripture. He has quoted the scripture and said, this is my will for you. This is what I want to happen. But you don't yet know how that translates into action. 
because faith without works is dead. But remember, it is not the kind of works that comes out of your brain. That's stage one. That is fruitless. You run around, expend energy, and there's nothing to show for it at the end. The Holy Spirit himself will teach you what steps to take. And that is how, that is why you cannot teach people. You can't listen to someone's testimony and someone says, I received the word and then God told me to go and do this. You now want to copy their own how. That how the Holy Spirit sets it for each individual, for each situation. It only comes from him. And how do you do it? You continue to give attention to that word until he shows you precisely what to do. I have experienced this so many times, uncountable times in my own walk with God. He will literally give you instructions. The instructions might come from an idea that rises that you may not even be thinking about at that point in time. An idea just comes and like, oh, and it will resonate with you. It will grab you and you will know that, oh, I need, I want to go and do this. There will be a desire that backs up that idea and just pushes you to go and do that thing. And then bam, the door opens. Do you understand that? I've experienced this too many times and I can count. The word that God gives you, the promise must be translated into tangible events in your space. The same way he, he says from that time on, he began to tell his disciples plainly, no longer I am Jesus, son of the most high God. He was telling them what that meant for them. I hope you get that. I hope you get that. So that is stage three. You sit. How do you do that practically now? You have to assign, you know, depending on how much time you have. And if it's something, if it's a situation that is heaping a lot of pressure on you, then, the, you know, the Bible teaches that the more time you give to something, the more power you will draw from it. So if it's something that's really, you know, grabbing your throat, that the pressure is almost unbearable, then you need to, you know, go for it with a lot of intensity, a lot of intensity. But if it's something that, okay, you know that, you know, they still have some breathing space, but you would really want that situation to change. Consistency is the key. So what can you do? Every single day, set aside time. It might can be as little as five to 10 minutes. You take the scriptures that God has given you. You sit at it. You are praying in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. You are worshiping God and you're saying, Father, what is this word? When you say, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. You know, going back to the example that I gave, what does that mean? And you say, Father, show me, give me the specific steps. The same way Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly, Plainly, another version says he did not use parables for them after that point. So it wasn't just uh, scripture, scripture, scripture. It was actually actionable steps to take instructions. Like, okay, get up now and, you know, go to this particular person and they will help you craft your CV in a way that will attract this person. Do you see what I mean? Actionable steps, not just scripture, scripture, word, word, word. So that is necessary. You do that and it may not even come during that time where you're staring at the word, you know, it, it, like I said, it will come, but it may not come at that time. So you may get up and somebody will just literally start a random conversation with you and they will say something like, how have I never seen this before? And that's how you know. It's not something that your brain produced. It's something that it never occurred to you. It never occurred to you, but it just clicks and it resonates with you. And you know that this is the step that I need to take. Okay. So 
that stage you cannot skip. And that is why a lot of us are stuck in the hope phase where you have the word God has said, God has said, but if it doesn't actually translate into actionable steps and instructions, that word will not see manifestation. Okay. Which takes me now to the final stage before manifestation. So you thought that would be, (laughs) that would be it, right? No, there's one more stage. Let me keep reading. Now since verse 22, but Peter, Peter, this, you know, all of this is Peter. So Peter was the one that received the word. And then Peter was among the disciples when Jesus began to tell them plainly, this is what it means. This is the action you need to take, etc. These are the ideas I want you to run with, uh, and so on. Um, but Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Now imagine, so this final stage, I'm not going to you know talk too much about it. It's one of the core pillars of my coaching, which is there are things internal conform. I call them conforming beliefs, conforming beliefs, because particularly if you have been in that situation for a long time, your mind has been framed in a certain way that you think a certain way. Now, because of that, when God's idea, when his divine ideas come and he says, do it a different way, those voices will rise up like a mighty rushing wind and just blow it away and say, that's ridiculous. That's basically what's happening here. And this is a stage where Satan will also come in to try and stop you from running with those ideas and instructions that God is telling you to run with. But Jesus was able to identify. Jesus said to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. Do you know what that means? I just explained that. So this is the point where your flesh, your your own internal beliefs, limiting beliefs, conforming beliefs, the things that that your mind has been shaped into as a result of that situation. So if someone has carried that sickness for a long time, they have taken on the identity of that sickness of being, Oh, this is, this is how I am or a character flaw or someone that's single wanting to get married. You've taken on that identity that when the idea comes to, to, to change direction, to go in a certain way, those voices would just rise up and would, you know, rubbish that idea. It can also manifest itself in the point where you know, habits, bad habits that have been created. So for example, I gave the example of someone that, you know, dealing with sickness and by stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. And in the, in the process of stage three, sitting out with that word and the Holy Spirit begins to show you, uh, mm, listen, listen, it is because of this thing that you're doing that is affecting your body. Stop doing this and the symptoms will disappear right? So the spiritual, it starts with the spiritual and then the spiritual gives birth to the physical in terms of the instructions that you need to engage with in the natural to, to, um, unleash the manifestation. So you have to identify that this state exists where your flesh, the way you are used to doing things, Satan's suggestions, Satan's resistance and opposition 
are very, very present and they are going to resist you. All those things are going to resist you, trying to stop you from obeying that instruction that will unlock that miracle in your life. You have to do what Jesus did. You have to resist. You have to, first of all, identify that it is the flesh. These are things that are trying to stop me from entering into that inheritance. For someone, it is laziness. God is saying, go and do that course. The idea has come upon you so strongly. Go and do the course and, you know, do it, da, da, da. And it's just been like postponing it. So these are whatever it is, character flaws, anything that is stopping you from obeying that instruction, you have to be as brutal with it as Jesus was. Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants, sorry, he says, get away from me, Satan. You are, a, so it's a trap. Those things are traps that will keep us in that place of lack, in that place that we don't want to be and will stop us from entering effortlessly into that inheritance. So he said, you are seeing things merely from a human point of view. Jesus now finished up and says, if any of you wants to be my disciples, you must give up your own way. So we have to overcome. This is where we go to God again and we say, God, give me strength to be able to overcome this thing so that I can follow your instruction. We have to be willing to follow through with the instructions. We go to him when we're really struggling, ask for grace, ask for people to keep you accountable, Re- submit yourself to someone's authority and say, listen, I'm really struggling. Hold me accountable. Check on me. I'm going to report myself to you every day and so on, because it is that instruction, the following through of that instruction that God has given you or the ideas he has given you that will unlock the miracle. If you don't do it, then literally you become, you, are, you, you remain trapped in that situation and it will never change. It will never change. Say so you have to give up that way that you're used to and then take up the cross, take up what the Holy Spirit is asking you to do and literally go and do it. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. Honestly, you cannot jump from, oh, I have a word from God to manifestation. You have to go through, stay with that word until you know what to do. The Bible says when Jesus was going to feed the 5,000 people and there was, you know, it was in a situation where there was, he consulting with people was not bringing anything. Okay. It says he himself knew what to do. Jesus knew what to do at every point in time. And then you, the next, the final stage is receiving the strength to actually follow through and do what God is asking you to do what you know, what the impression he has given you, because that is literally what will unlock the manifestation of that thing. We tend to think that because God is spiritual, he has nothing to do with the physical. No, he put us here on earth. He said, even though we're not of this world, you still live in this world. So you can sit in, sit at home and then say money is going to rain from heaven. For example, God is going to give you ideas. He will show, you know, show you where to work, where you will prosper and you, and get money or whatever it is. So he, he deals in the natural, but as long as the natural things, the dealings come out of the spiritual. So the spiritual should give birth to the natural. You don't sit down, go and research and say, oh, this, I think this is the answer. Use your brain, human intelligence, people's advice. You can do all that, but you can't expect God to come and release his abundance or his inheritance into something that he did not bring you in the first place. So he will show you what to do. So whatever stage you may be 
in now it is identifying so i hope you'll be able to recognize out of the four stages where you are and then literally being diligent with uh with that stage and committing to it until you progress to the next stage and the next stage and the next stage and then you effortlessly enter into your inheritance let me give you an example as I, an example, actually, that would, I, hopefully, as I, as I go through this example from my own life, that takes you through the four stages and then through to manifestation. So I remember a few years ago, I suddenly developed this like shooting pains, excruciating pain actually in my side. And I didn't know what it was. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm the kind of person that I, I'm generally in good health generally in good health okay um so when this pain started I, what is this <laughs> and you know I, I started asking around and you know when you have i thought it was appendicitis so an inflamed appendix i but you know i, I read up on it and i said no it's the wrong side it's not that i was trying to google and you know like, so in the first stage where something boom enters into your space and the first thing we tend to want to do is use human intelligence and human ideas to solve it. Okay. Um, I went to my GP and the GP was saying all sorts. It could be this, it could be that, etc. Um, none, none of the things that, you know, in fact, the way the, I remember the lady when I left, I'm like, why did I even <laughs> Because she was linking it to all sorts. You need to take this test and that and literally escalating it to it might even be this or it might be something really big that i'm not even going to mention the name so anyway none of that worked um using paracetamol and so on and painkiller to like deaden the pain and for me to be able to bear it but then it now goes to the point where i'm like okay i've not even gone to god about this thing i've not even gone to him so i went and i and i basically proceeded into stage two, which should have been my stage one, ideally. And I went to pray about him, like, what is, what is, what is going on here? And he showed me in the scriptures, he reminded me, all right. He, he brought the word alive to me again, that I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. But even though I could see that promise, even though I was convinced that the lashes that were laid on Jesus healed me and therefore the promise of healing is mine, I was still experiencing that symptom in my body. The pain would come and go and anytime it came, gosh, it was terrible. So the pain was still there. So I wasn't experiencing the physical manifestation of God's will, of his promise of what belonged to me. So I stayed with it. I didn't, I didn't just say, oh, by the time of yours, I'm healed and then not give attention to it. So I proceeded to stage three and just gave attention to it and asking God, you know, what is, show me, show me, show me, open my eyes. What do I need to do? Is there anything? And basically just standing on that word and meditating on the word. And I don't remember exactly how this information came to me. Um, I don't remember if it was in time of prayer or I was just standing somewhere and it got whispered to me. I don't remember. Or someone mentioned it. It came somehow and it was something 
So remember, we talked, this is now stage three, where the instruction comes, where something that you will need to interact and engage with in this physical world will come to you in the form of an idea or a thought or a suggestion, something that literally grabs hold of you and will resonate with you. And it was at that point that I just knew that it was cheese. And basically God brought to my attention that it's the cheese, the cheese you're eating is what's causing that pain. Now there is no way on God's earth that I would have linked eating cheese with having excruciating pain in my body, in my side, right? I mean, the GB had gone to all sorts of tangents, tried everything, but the pain was still there. That's in stage one where you're trying and you're trying to use human intelligence. Okay. And said, stop eating cheese. It's the cheese. I'm like the cheese, that can't be cheese. So <laughs> now prog- progressing to stage four, and I want you to be able to see the whole stage is like, how can it be cheese? Remember where the idea will come and you might rubbish it and I think cheese, how can it be cheese? It's not cheese. It's this other thing or whatever it is. Or, or for me, thankfully, it wasn't the case at the time where you have, you have formed such a habit of doing that thing that when God tells you to go in a different direction, that habit, the strength, the stronghold of that habit literally holds you captive in a trap. So if I had been someone that, you know, was really addicted, loved eating cheese and didn't want to give it up, then that would have been my, you know, that would have been a barrier to me literally entering into my inheritance. So God literally said to me, not verbally, not like stop eating cheese. I just knew the instruction. I don't remember exactly how it came, but I knew that, okay, it's cheese. So I said, okay, uh, I'm going to stop eating cheese. And I kid you not, God is my witness within. So I, I, I think I was having cheese like every other day. After about a week of not eating cheese, the pain disappeared. No drugs, no consultation, no doctor trying to fiddle with my tummy and looking what every, every if I, all the different stages that the GP had, you know, referring me to this, referring me to that. It might be this, let's, let's do operation. All those things, it literally, the pain stopped and has never returned and has never returned how would I have known? How would I have known? Do you see what I'm saying? I entered into my inheritance because there was an instruction that came out of me from the inside out. And it was an instruction given by divine intelligence, not human intelligence. I literally carried out that very simple instruction and boom, I entered into my inheritance. Now to emphasize, you know, again, the stage four, when those instructions begin to come, there are things that are rising up against, whether it is habits, whether it is Satan himself, whether, you know, putting up all kinds of resistance, putting pressure on you in that situation, heaping more pressure on the outside so that you compromise and you don't follow through with what you know in your heart you should do. Whatever it is, we literally just need to do what Jesus said. He said, you need to give up your own way. You need to give up your own way and go with the way and the instructions and the path that he has carved out 
I guarantee you, because God's word says so, number one, and two, because this has been my experience many, 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 many times in my journey working with God, that once you follow through with that instruction and you're, cons- you're consistent with it, you don't give it up, you don't give up on it, you will certainly, without without doubt, certainly experience the fullness of that manifestation where everybody will see it and they will rejoice with you. Okay. All right. So that's me done for today. Um, please share this, these podcasts, these episodes with friends and family, just, you know, invite them over, send them an episode. Let's get this message out there, um, to people that, you know, to Christians and maybe, you know, struggling as well and, and asking these kind of questions. I know what God has said, but why am I still in this situation? Share it with them and all, all you have to do, just share. You don't, you don't need to do anything else. And if they, if they resonate with it, fine. If they don't, that's okay. I'm not sent to everyone. <laughs> uh, but I would actually very much appreciate if you shared it. All right. Thanks very much. And I will be back next time. Bye.